Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One MMA Fighting's Matchmaking Podcast. The matchmaking hats are going back on following a memorable and incredible UFC London event that went down on Saturday. Truth be told, it is still Saturday as we record the show. Normally we record it on Sunday, but we got things to do. We had an early card, so we're going to take advantage of this extra time. Plus, our good friend E. Casey Lydon, as we record this, is about to fight. So we're trying to get our minds off of this. The angst is in the air. So we're going to do some matchmaking as we prepare for that. So what's going to really happen here, and it'll be sort of taken away in the editing process, is we're probably going to get through a few of these. Then we're going to stop the recording, and then we're going to come back after Casey fights and finish the rest of the show. But I am Mike Heck. Joining me as always, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the Prince of Positivity. And more important than anything, he's all of our best friends, the pole master himself, Mr. Alexander Cayley. Hello, AK. Uh <laughs> The pole, the master of poles. Listen, I, I, my best friend, it's not hard to be positive after a card like that. I mean, that card was just top to bottom, so outstanding, fun to watch, ripe with storylines, ripe with matchmaking possibility, dare I say. Uh, though actually, now that I think about it, some of the picks were pretty obvious. But uh, no, but some were pretty wide open. And I, I, and I think we had performance tonight that really, I would imagine, got people's uh, minds racing, that the possibilities of what could be next for some of these fighters. So I'm very excited about that. And uh, as you mentioned, boy, yeah, it's uh, recording a little bit of an odd time. People, I, I just want to let people know, if you hear the occasional chew, I'm having a super late dinner <laughs> covering. Uh, we, we were covering everything tonight. We covered uh, London. And then there was also a freak show boxing match <laughs> between uh, the Mountain from Game of Thrones and his longtime world's strongest man rival, Eddie Hall. Uh, so we threw that up in MMA fighting as well. If anyone missed out on that, uh, I got a recap for you. We got video highlights. So uh, you guys didn't miss anything this weekend. And I, or at least I hope you didn't. Well, let's start at the main event. And by the way, for the listeners... We're going to get to as many picks as we can. We're probably not going to get to all of them because oh, it no. just, I mean, some of you are late, and, and that's okay. We're just we're only human beings. We will make it up to you, I promise. So let's start at the main event. Tom uh, Aspinall. I didn't promise that. I yeah, promise you didn't that. promise that, but uh, <laughs> we're just saying that, and then we're not going to actually do it. Uh, Tom Aspinall. I mean, this was, this was easy work for him, my best friend. Dominant win. Got the submission. He beat the hell out of Alexander Volkov. I expected Tom Aspinall to win this fight. I expected it to be a clear victory. Didn't see this happening. That was a hell of a performance. Calls out Tai Tuivasa after. Do you like the call out? Do you like the matchup? Or are you going a different direction? 
I love the call out. I will say, you know, normally I don't like to go back on picks. For Tui Vasa, when he won his fight recently, I wanted him to face either the Blades or Chris Dawkins winner. Now I think Aspinall is a much more appealing matchup. Not necessarily so easier to beat. I think he's arguably as difficult as Curtis Blades would be. Um, I might favor Tui Vasa over Dawkins, but either way. Now, I th- but I think it's going to work out this way. Uh, w- the winner of that fight, I think Tui Vasa gets them. And then the loser would get would end up fighting Tom Aspinall. Um, so for me, that would think I would think Blades would fight Tuivasa, Dawkins would end up fighting Aspinall. I've wanted Dawkins and Aspinall to fight each other for a while. Um, I was one of those people who's like, I don't care about you know protecting these two up and coming heavyweights, just throw them in there together. But I, I get it; they end up not going that way, and that's fine. It's worked out pretty well for everybody, uh, except for Chris Dawkins who got clocked by uh, Derek Lewis. But uh, so I'm gonna so that's what I think might happen. But if I had to pick, I am I know this was only a few weeks ago. But now I'm changing my Tui Vasa pick. I want him to fight uh, Tom Aspinall. I like I like the idea. Tom Aspinall is really into the shoey. He said he's a shoey virgin. He wants to see. He wants to uh, crack that proverbial can open and uh, do a shoey Tui Vasa. So win or lose, I think it'd be a really great moment. I don't think a loss really necessarily derails either guy's title fights permanently. I mean, Tui Vasa, most people thought he wasn't even going to make it to the top five, and yet here we are. So he's just playing with house money. And Aspinall, same thing. It would be his first loss if he lost Tui Vasa, and I don't think anyone would count him out. It would be a lot to learn from that. And uh, it just be, it's, it's a fun matchup, probably getting a first-round, second-round finish. I agree with you that I love the call-out. I hate the matchup right now. Hate it. It makes sense, certainly. Meritocratic standpoint, perfect sense. But Tai Tuivasa needs to either get a matchup with a big fun striker or he needs to be in a title fight. Why? Because I disagree with you. This is your only chance with Tai Tuivasa. Because kind of like Derek Lewis, like Derek, Derek's been there a couple times. He got slotted into some interesting title fights. But if you're going to throw Tai into a title fight, you have to do it now. Because if he fights, if he fights Tai to, if he fights Tom Aspinall or fights Curtis Blades or fights really any of these guys that don't have the title or are fighting for an interim title, he's probably going to lose. So if we're going to have him lose his next fight, why not be for the belt? I think Aspinall will eventually get his chance. I think he needs one more win to get to a title fight. I mean, So it's kind of boring. I'm, I'm kind of with your old pick. I mean, I'm, I'm a little different. I think Aspinall gets the winner of Blades Dacus. And I would favor Aspinall to win both of those fights. So just do that. Tai Tuivasa just kind of has to sit and wait at this point. So you either give him... Clearly the UFC wants Steve Bay versus John Jones for the interim title. And again, if one of those guys can't be there, Tai Tuivasa's in. That's the guy. You put him in that fight. Fight for the interim belt. If he wins, what a tremendous story. If he loses, so what? Not the end of the world. Uh, so yeah, that's where I'd go. Just give Aspen all the winner, Blades and Dacus, and he fights for the belt next. God, I do like Tuivasa getting it. Just tied to Tuivasa being in a UFC championship fight, interim or otherwise, it just feels right. You have to do it. You have to do it right now. <laughs> otherwise, you just throw him in there with a fun guy and just let him throw absolute hams at each other. Ty will probably win. And then just have Ty Tuivasa fight like Chris Barnett because that's just super fun. And Ty will probably win. It's a great moment for all. No one's stock drops. And then Ty can fight for the belt next. Arnold Allen changed the entire narrative of his, of his career, AK. Not only did he beat Dan Hooker, but he played his game, Hooker's game, that is, and absolutely lit him up. Hooker is as tough as they come. 
He stayed upright through all of it, even hurt Arnold Allen on a couple of occasions, but Allen does his thing. Triple A gets the big win, the big finish, exactly what he needed. And for me, this is the easiest pick of all because he did the damn matchmaking for us and was completely 100% correct. He just got himself that Calvin Cater fight. Main event, we do it in June or July. And like I've told you on this program many times, everybody, UFC has wanted to make this fight for months now, since the fall. Tried every single month to make it happen to headline a card. Through January, we just couldn't get Arnold cleared from the injuries. Cater got Chikadze. Huge moment for him. His stock is really high right now. Allen's stock, really high right now. Allen calls for it. Gets the public call out. This is a no-brainer, my best friend. Easiest pick of the night. You're damn right it is. Uh, listen, I, I well, and, and, and I tried to think of other ones. It's not like I was like, oh, Calvin Crater, and I'm like, okay, that's it, next pick. No, I, 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 I wanted to try and bring. I'm like, I'm like, there are like guys ahead of him that would be like decent fights. Um, I went as high as Brian Ortega. I thought about it. It just, it just doesn't make sense right now. We just got Arnold Allen, kind of, you know, that big win we've been wanting him to get, and then to, and I'm sure he'd love to. I'm sure he would love to fight Brian Ortega. But I don't know if we need to quite throw him into that uh, into that matchup yet. But it would be competitive. I, I, if that fight happened, I don't think – I think Brian Ortega might open as a two-to-one favorite. I bet it would go below that um, by, by the time Fight Night Roma. I could be wrong. I don't know how I, – I, I know Brian Ortega, again, is kind of considered that, that next tier of featherweight. Maybe up there with, again, obviously the two guys at the top. And then maybe a year's up there too. And I think that's it. I think your top four. Zombie's close. Uh, but I, but I, I think when the, when the fight rolled around, I think people will have are starting to come around to how good Arnold Allen is. But it doesn't make sense right now. Um, I, I, I would like to see it. It's just not yet. Uh, and then, uh, Jaw, what was the other one? Oh, Bryce Mitchell. I want to see him fight someday. But again, I also like Bryce Mitchell fighting uh, Josh Emmett next. I just feel like they're on different paths, and uh, Mitchell should get his own chance to enter the top ten, just kind of like um, Arnold Allen just did by beating a, a highly ranked uh, lightweight. So yeah, the, I, I would keep them away from each other as well. And then Dan Ige I wanted, but Dan Ige is fighting... Evloyev. Evloyev. Okay, so there we go. So that was out the window. So there was no avoiding the obvious answer. It's Calvin Cater. Uh, both guys well in position for a title shot. Whoever wins that, again, whatever ha- barring whatever happens with Volkanovski and Zombie and then the uh, Holloway trilogy presumably getting rebooked, we will see Cater or Arnold Allen probably competing for that UFC title uh, either end of the year or early next year. And just... Uh kind of take two off the board as well because i know a couple of listeners suggested this yaya rodriguez and ortega there are discussions to book those two in a fight sometime Mm -hmm. in the summer so uh looks like that's the direction it's going to happen nothing is official i don't even think offers have been made i think it's we're in the discussions phase but that's where that's what the ufc is looking at and that's a great fight featherweight is awesome really good division uh patty pimblett this could be the most interesting choice of all Gets the star build, the star rub, made headlines all week for the skirmish with Ilya Taporia, who actually got the second best finish of the night, Taporia that is, baby of the year so far. He calls out Patty Pimblett, and then Pimblett submits Kazula Vargas in the first round, made it look pretty easy. He was the biggest favorite on the card. And then he completely no-sells Taporia. And you know what, my best friend? That just goes to show you that this man knows what he's doing because he knows it. The whole world knows it. The UFC certainly knows it. That matching him up with Ilya Taporia is an all-time terrible idea. Mount Rushmore of awful ideas. Really, really terrible and awful. So good on Patty for no-selling it. Having the wherewithal to no-sell it. 
and making it seem like Taporia is, is this insignificant speck compared to him. Perfectly done by Patty Pimblett. That took his night from a B plus slash A minus to an A plus for me. With that said, maybe this is the fight you want, AK, and maybe I'm just I'm just burying you right here. But what do you like for Patty next after his second UFC win? I mean, I want it because I love grudge matches, but no, it makes zero sense. Uh, Taporia has really good grappling. Uh, he doesn't have to, he doesn't hasn't had to use I guess that much in the UFC, but. Uh, he he he. Everyone knows he can strike. Everyone knows he can bang. He has great knockout power, but he definitely has a well-rounded game. Uh, so Pimblet's greatest strength is grappling, and I'm not even sure he's a better grappler than Ilya Toporia. So if it ended up on the feet, oh mama mia, uh, he would probably annihilate Patty Pimblet. It would not be good. Uh, so no, I don't want that. Maybe, again, somewhere down the road, there's you keep that bad blood. But you're right, uh, Patty Pimblet has should act like Ilya Toporia does not exist. That is that is the right thing to do. Now. There's a lot of ways to go with this. I, I looked <laughs> first, honestly, I looked to the bottom of the rankings because I was like, uh, you know, we talked a lot about this in the post-fight show, Mike. I was saying like uh, you and me and Jed, we're all saying uh, throw him in there with jobbers. If we, if you could get like the Brooklyn Brawler or Barry Horowitz, whatever, <laughs> they, if, they could, if, if they were 30 years younger, you could throw them in there with Patty Pimlet. Those are the guys I would want. Uh, but I, I, I think the UFC... One, they want to give him at least somewhat of a sense. And two, Patty Pimblet is not a bad fighter. You know, we've kind of been saying like, uh, we've kind of been saying like, um, he's he's gotten he he needs to book him like Conor McGregor, but he's not as good as Conor McGregor. Like his upside isn't as high. And while I agree his upside isn't as high, he is a quality fighter. He was fighting good competition in Cage Warriors. Um, he is experienced. This was his twenty third, twenty second pro fight, something like that. Twenty one, twenty third. I can't do math. He has fights under his belt. So he's not some like jobber that we need to protect. So if anyone thinks we, we're saying like Patty Pimble is like just totally bad and you have to throw him 0-1, 0-2, 1-on-1 -on -1 guys, that's not the case. Now I did go, I did go with someone who's 1-0 in the UFC. Someone who is really, really good and if people have been asking about him a lot on Otno, I don't necessarily like to play into these things but as we know, um, Patty had some, made a very stupid tweet about uh, uh, Georgia last year, something Georgia related. I don't even want you guys can look it up, Google it. Very dumb, very insensitive tweet. He's the kind of guy who he's a young man. He tweets a lot. He thinks he's being funny, and sometimes he says insensitive things, offensive things, which is what I think this tweet was. Some Georgian fighters came out after him. I think this is also where the Taporia beef started. Taporia, I don't think commented at the time, but I imagine that's part of where you know where the whole it kind of led up to the altercation this week during fight week. One of them who did speak out was Guram Kutatlatse, who's only fought once in the UFC. He's uh, it was a uh, a close win over who did he beat uh, the the former KSW guy right he beat um help me here Mike I'm no uh, I'm no Jose Youngs he beat um, the guy from the guy from uh, we can edit this right <laughs> I'm I'm sorry all right we're I, it's fine it's fine I got it. hold on we're we're gonna take we're no. gonna take a short break because it's happening folks it is happening right. E Casey Lydon is making the walk to the cage so here we go we'll see you in a we're gonna take a, our first commercial break we'll be back after these words go casey kick some ass the bellator champion series is back in action friday may 17th live from paris france reigning bantamweight champ patchy mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist magomed magomedov and Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the US. 
and visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, we are back. On on to the next one. Thank you for taking part of the program. And you have... I must say, it's uh, it's a little late here. My kid is trying to sleep. My wife trying to sleep. But we just watched E. Casey Lydon make his mixed martial arts debut, my best friend. And he dominated. Absolutely dominated. The baddest stash in MMA media is now the baddest man in MMA media. 30-27. If you scored a 30-26, it wouldn't have mattered. There are people in the comments saying... Casey invented a 10-6, AK. Invented a 10-6. So proud of you, Casey. Patty Pimblett has a new opponent. It is Casey Lydon, and Casey has opened as a minus 275 favorite. There you have it. Hold on, hold on, Mike. We said we, we just said we don't we don't want to feed Patty Pimblett to a killer. <laughs> Are you going back on this? Because hopefully by the time people hear this, Mike, uh, they'll have had a chance to watch it. I know I will say right now. Uh, again, our pal Mark Ramondi has uploaded, I believe he's up- uploaded the entire fight to his Instagram stories. Okay, so if you guys re- if you guys are listening to this on the Sunday, Monday, whenever, later in the week, uh, go to we'll, – we'll also, of course, have our own uh, story about it. I believe we'll have our own coverage. But I will say uh, if you guys – one place you can go is Mark Ramondi's Instagram. Uh, he's a good dude. I don't care what people say about him. He's <laughs> – no. Uh, sorry, guys. I keep putzing around with my phone here. Um, that was insane. Mike, that was. A, do we want to tell people exactly what happened? I mean, again, they'll probably know by the time they watch this, right? I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, this is pure domination. Casey's wrestling is, I mean, maybe the best in the sport. If I'm <laughs> if I'm Patty Pimble right now after watching that, I'm calling out Ilya Taporia because I'd rather take that smoke than the EKC smoke. <laughs> if I have to choose, uh, people were calling him in the comments. Uh, 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 Casey Nurmagomedov. The K in EKC stands for Habib. Uh, I saw Kelsey uh, Sanderson. Uh, he was, yeah, listen, again, well, he used his wrestling right out of the gate. Uh, the guy he's fighting is, I think, l- almost literally half his age, something like that. Uh, Fritz, yeah. Fry, 
Fritz Fondorf. Um, credit to Fritz, by the way, uh, for stepping 100%. in there with Casey. Yeah, both guys, of course, making their amateur debut, going to the Alta program. Uh, they had trained together up until they found out that they'd be fighting each other. So, I mean, they're, they're obviously they get along. So, yeah, credit to both guys. But, um, yeah, Casey got in there. He got he got cracked pretty hard in the first, like, 10 seconds. <laughs> you just hear – you guys watch, you will hear a loud cracking sound. That is uh, Fritz's fist bouncing off Casey's head. But from there, total domination. Casey just goes right to his instincts, goes to his grappling. Incredible top control, very calm. You can see he's he's really the one uh, who knows what he's doing on the ground. Um, gets full mount a couple of times. He's throwing ground and pound. I think I saw some missions. I think Jed said he's going for an Americana. This is all happening, guys, in three two-minute rounds. Um, thought the Von Flew was coming. We thought a Von Flew was coming. Fritz is holding onto his head at one point, and uh, I thought, oh, he's going to Von Flew. Uh Listen, Casey went into this thing. He just had to know. He just wanted to experience it. And, man, I'm sure for him it was all a blur. I'm sure it went by even quicker for him than it did for us. But I hope, I hope that for us, man, it looks like he got his money's worth because he got to experience a lot in there in that six minutes of action. Dude, he's good. Like, really good. <laughs> I, I mean, we were saying – I was joking on the – I think on the post fight show that he's he's been filming MMA and, and for so many years and just watching it. And he has downloaded it into his body. Because he really looked – if anyone's seen any amateur fights before, they can be pretty sloppy. I mean, in this moment – this fight was sloppy at times too. Anyway, it's an amateur fight, three, three two-minute rounds. But sometimes guys will get on top, and even when the guy when the, the guy who gets the takedown is like they, they're just either – they're too eager trying to get position or they're – again, they want to throw ground and pound right away. They're throwing hammer fists. Watch any amateur fight, guys. Except if you go to an, like an amateur show, you'll see this happen in like six out of the 12 fights where it was on the card. Casey was so calm. He was so he wasn't laying and praying. He was very calm because Fritz is very active from the bottom, and Casey's just like, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait. And eventually, like I said, got mounted a couple of times. He he looked he was an amateur, but boy, there were moments where he looked professional. I'm emotional right now, guys. I'm sorry. I'm a little emotional. That was uh so cool to watch. Amazing. Fight of the weekend. UFC London was great, but oh. Casey's better than all of them, and he should get all the bonuses. God, how can we even talk about anything else now? But I guess Mike. Well, I mean, we got we got to keep the show rolling. Uh, the show okay. dedicated to the dominance that is Casey Lydon, uh, because we have to talk about we were talking about Patty Pimblett yes, and how I'm, we how we match him up. Casey right. Lydon off the table officially because the <laughs> UFC is not going to even try that because we want to keep Patty in in that sort of rising star state. And if he fights Casey, he's his career will never be the same again. Yeah. So. Tepuria said, Tepuria said after that they'll need to put a gun to Pimblet's like head <laughs> to get him to fight him. To fight Casey Lyon, they'll need to put a gun to Pimblet's head, Pimblet's whole family, everyone he knows, people who owe him money. And then maybe Pimblet will consider fighting E.K. Uh Yes, I, I've said before the break, I think I said Goram Kutatlatse kind of capitalize on this, you know, disdainful, but it's there, this present heat with the country of Georgia. It's a fight he can win. Goram Kutatlatse I think is very good. I think either guy could win. I think it's a, it's a stiff challenge. And like I said, it's not like uh, Kutatlatsi has been a world beater in the UFC. He had a very good fight with Matthias Gamrot. Um, that's the name I was searching for. Some uh, That many thought Gamrot won. So I think Kutatlatsi also still needs to be tested. I think Pimblet's right for him. So uh, give me give me Pimblet and Kutam Kutatlatsi, excuse me. I like the idea of the winner of the Lausanne Cerrone fight coming up in May, but there's just so little clarity on where these guys go after that fight like could it be the last fight for the loser could it be the last fight for the winner could it be the last fight for both guys like if Lozon wins I think he would stick around but even if he does stick around he's not the most active guy on the planet this is his first fight 
since October of 2019. It's not because he was like injured or anything. It's because just the right fight. It didn't come. Now would Patty be that guy? Not really sure, but I got to tell you, AK normally when you have a moment like Patty had, and he had that got the big pop and all the talk and like the whole card essentially was about him. Usually it's kind of easy. Like you're excited to matchmake for this, for somebody like that. But I don't really like anything for him right now because you have to give him these favorable matchups for at least a little while. Like, what do you do? A Devontae Smith? I don't know if I like Patty's chances in that fight. But, I mean, I'd probably give... I mean, I'd probably favor Patty slightly in that fight. You know what? I'm going to give him a little bit of a step up. Not too much. A fight I think he can win, mostly because of his antics. I think Izzy Adesanya made made a pretty good point. Like I I I don't necessarily agree with fed him a bum. Maybe there's like a some a little bit of truth to that. I'm not calling Kazula Vargas a bum, but favorable matchmaking, sure. But he said something in that breakdown of Patty Pimblett where he said, Sometimes when you have that confidence, you could really rattle some dudes. And this would be a good test. Alexander Hernandez. Throw him in there with Alexander Hernandez. I think it's an interesting matchup. I think Patty could rattle Alexander Hernandez, if we're being honest. And I think Alexander Hernandez would, would kind of foil him back, talk a little smack to him. But if you make that fight, you have to do it in the UK. In fact, you have to, anytime Patty Pimple fights, has to be in the UK. So, sure. I mean, Hernandez sounds good. If not... Pulling a guy off the contender series, pulling a guy off the street, just anybody but Casey, and do it do it that way. I mean, I, I don't. I really don't like anything for Patty right now. I really don't. I think you landed on a good one though. I think you landed on a good one with uh, with Alexander Hernandez. Uh, we've been critical of you know Alexander Hernandez in the past again because he's a fighter who I think we see with a lot of potential and just hasn't been able to put it together. And um, I think the UFC would see him that as a favorable matchup for Patty. And you're very right about the sort of getting to his head possibility. Um, for anyone who thinks that isn't a thing, I mean, on a much grander scale, I think the greatest example of that of all time would be uh, Jose Aldo and Conor McGregor, because I'll, I'll never forget that 13-second knockout and just thinking, like, if they ran that fight back, like, 99 out of 100 times and it didn't have quite the same circus around it, like, I think Jose Aldo would have won. But, again, we don't, they ran it one out of one, Conor McGregor won, and, uh, boy, mind games were a huge part of that feud. So, Alexander Hernandez, yeah, how would he... How would he deal with the the what is I think it's fair to say the Patty Pimblet circus? You know we keep saying he needs to fight in England, which is true, but I think he's wherever he fights, he's gonna have that following. That's just the kind of and and uh, any opponent that he fights, including Hernandez, is gonna have to deal with that. So I, I I like that. I think he landed a good one, Mike. Welcome back, Gunnar Nelson. Dominant performance. Not sure if Takashi Sato knew he was in a fist fight because he did nothing in this fight. Did absolutely nothing. Nelson just ran him over. 30-26 is across the board. I kind of teased this on the post-fight show. The unfortunate thing for Gunny is that he comes with a name. He's not a top 15 guy, but he comes with a name. And there's a guy that probably nobody in the top 15 is going to agree to fight right now. And unfortunately, Gunny ain't going to be able to say no. Gunny's next fight is going to be against Shafkat Rachmanov, AK. Welcome back, Gunny. But now you got to fight this murderer. What do you think? Uh, I don't know why. For some reason, I thought you were going a different direction with that. But, um, oh, boy. 
that's rough. That's a <laughs> that's a boogeyman. Rough. That's a boogeyman right there. But I but but you know again, Gunnar Nelson, I feel like is right in like like firmly in that top twenty. Definitely not a top ten guy. Um, Shavkat. Yeah, I like it because if Shavkat can beat him, I mean he's already got some better rights. Man, Shavkat is good. I, I, I don't hate him, Mike. I went with something a little more boring, but with some storyline to it. I think it's time for the Santiago Ponzinibbio rematch. Okay. Yeah. I'm going veteran on veteran. Both guys, again, where are they going in their careers? We don't really know. Ponzinibbio got the knockout the first fight, but very, very controversial. There was a, a, a clearly missed eye poke. Uh, Nelson has mentioned it many times. I don't know if Ponzinibbio has acknowledged it, but anyone who saw that fight, I'm not saying it would have gone differently because Ponzinibbio was, was doing pretty well for himself at the time. But that eye poke definitely led like directly to the finish. So uh, I'm going with... I, Run that one back. There's been enough, enough time has passed, and I think both would be interested in it at this stage of their careers. You know what's great about going to commercial break and then watching Casey have that performance is you could have said you could have matched Gunnar Nelson up with like King Kong Bundy, and it would have been like great choice. <laughs> great Everything's choice. great now. Everything's great. And by the way, I just want to say we had some regular uh, no listeners and MA Fighting Show listeners in the in the IG chat. I saw you guys. I Love saw you. you. Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you guys. And, and again, Casey, I can tell you, is so grateful. I know he's probably going to do another, probably release a video of his own after on Instagram just to thank everyone. But I, I'm, I assure you, he's very, very grateful for all the positive vibes and support uh, everyone sent him. If he's not the first guest on the MA Hour Monday, then mm. I mean, uh, he'll be the first guest on Monday, I'm sure. Uh, great performance from Molly McCann, AK. She is just such a gamer. She's so fun to watch. Now she is the front runner. For the knockout of the year, the spinning back elbow from hell to Luana Carolina, who, I mean, I guess it seems like she's doing okay, but that is about as brutal of a knockout as you will ever see in your life. A lot of buzz for Meatball Molly right now. How do we build upon this, AK? How would you match her up? Well, Mike, I did say on our post-fight show that she's not in the top 15, but I do think that she deserves a top 15 opponent. Now, this was a little bit harder to figure out uh, than I in, in practice than it was in theory. Uh, a lot of the top 15 flyweights are booked or a little too high. Like you obviously don't want to go like kind of top seven, eight. That's that's a little too high. And you want it. Like I said, you want to keep capitalizing on this Molly McCann sort of buzz that she's got. She's a fun action fighter. She's the kind of fighter I want to see her health permitting, of course, fight like 20 times in the UFC. And if she never fights for a title shot, if she never gets a title shot, it's like, I don't care. She should be one of those UFC lifers who we see for a long time. I went with a fighter who a lot of people, um, she was about to be put in a, into a fight with a uh, one of our young sort of up-and-coming flyweights. And I saw a lot of our mentions on to the next, uh, the fight fell through. Last week, uh, uh, we did on to the next one. A lot of fighters mentioned her for like Miranda Maverick. But I think Molly McCann is the one who should get Jessica I. Whenever just a guy comes back, this fight should take place in England. Obviously, if they're going, I don't know if they're going back to London this year. But boy, if we can get like a Liverpool card with her and Patty, oh my goodness! Patty Pimblett versus like Alexander Hernandez and Molly McCann versus uh, Jessica I. With with uh, with respect to both Jessica I and Alexander Hernandez, they are they can sort of play the heel well. Let me put it that way. I can see them generating. I can see them drawing the ire of a home crowd uh in in england whether again or in london or in liverpool or wherever so jessica i again someone who's i think still ranked in the top 15 of the ufc i'm not sure and it's kind of lingering in my rankings as well i know a lot of people just kind of dropped her out um but yeah she's right in that range not too high 
and also obviously not booked at the time. So health whenever she's healthy again, ready to compete. Give me give me meatball and Jessica I. I think that's uh that's intriguing. Jessica I is tenth in the UFC rankings. So there you go. <laughs> I, I put Meatball Molly, and I mentioned this a little bit on the post-fight show, in that Nico Price category <clears throat> where she has the ability to create chaos and do crazy things and get a reaction whenever her name is said or shown, and she's an exciting fighter. Having said that, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I like the Jessica idea. I think a fight with Miranda Maverick is a good one, AK. I think that's a good one. And I think you do it in UK. I think Miranda Maverick could play the heel pretty darn well in this situation. Maverick had a nice win against Sabina Mazo. It's a great bounce back for her. I do need to see a little more from her. And I actually think it's a great next fight for Miranda Maverick. It makes a lot of sense of a, a grizzled, wily veteran who's just going to be in her face, pushing the pace and trying to make things gritty and nasty. And this is the these are the kind of fights that Miranda Maverick needs. So... And it's a fun fight for Molly because you know why? Every fight's a fun fight for Molly. So <laughs> even though I think Miranda would be the favorite and I would probably pick Miranda to win it, this would be just a really good scrap that both ladies would would shine in in a way. It'd be bloody and both women would grow tremendously from it. So sure, let's do that. I like it. The, the double alliteration. Let's Molly do McCann. it. Well, four M, not even just double alliteration. Double M alliteration. Uh, Molly, Molly McCann, Miranda Maverick. Ooh, I, I like know. That. We gotta we, we gotta change ma, 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 ma. <laughs> we, we gotta change the fear though and uh, just add some more M's <laughs> six M's I love it now AK Ilya Taporia much like Molly McCann showed us a dead body on Saturday poor Jai Herbert is brutally knocked out and by the way let me just say this despite being brutally knocked out and posterized in an unfortunate way Jai Herbert that was the best performance in his UFC run. And it's not even close. That was the best round he had that first round. Even though he beat Kamaworthy, this was his best fight. He just got, it just did not end well for him. First round, like extremely clear win for Jai Herbert. He had Taporia hurt, stung. Taporia got a takedown, had his moments, but that was Jai Herbert first round. All three judges scored it for Jai. He was starting to make people a little nervous in the parlay department, but good Lord did Ilya Taporia respond. What a knockout. Jai Herbert's eyes were still open. Like it was just, it was just a crazy knockout. Both those knockouts were insane. I do expect him to go back to 145. We're not doing the Patty Pimblet fight because that's just awful. We all know this. This is actually pretty easy for me. And I mentioned this as well. You might think I'm a little heartless for this, but it's Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker's the fight. You have to put him in a position to fight a guy with a name who will actually offer some interesting challenges because Dan's a little taller. We saw that Ilya kind of struggled with guys with range, and Dan Hooker is, with all due respect to Jai Herbert, Dan Hooker is a much better fighter than Jai Herbert. Like, it's night and day how much better Dan Hooker is than Jai Herbert. So, Dan Hooker's got that range. He knows how to use it well. Yeah, it's kind of painful after seeing Dan lose this fight, but let's not forget, Arnold Allen was wobbled pretty hard in that fight, too. So it's not like Dan just got the doors blown off of him. Like Arnold won the fight, but that was a chaotic few minutes of fighting. Both guys had their moments. Dan Hooker hurt Arnold Allen in that fight. I think like you have to do this because if Loya is fighting Dan Ige, and if, if Loya wins, he ain't going to go back to fight Ilya Taporia right now. It just doesn't make any sense for him. So what do we do? I think this is the best case scenario. You just go in there and you fight Dan Hooker. You give Dan a chance to come back. Ilya's a big favorite, but if Ilya wins and finishes him, 
yeah, it sucks to watch for Dan Hooker fans, but it's a good win for Ilya Teporia and his movement up a very deep division, AK. This is a tough one, but that's what I landed on. I'm with you in that I do think he's going back to 145. He he touched upon that in his, his uh, the post-fight scrum. You kind of talked me into the Dan Hooker thing. I, do, I don't love it. I don't think anything you could – Mike, you're very persuasive. I don't think anything you could say would make me love that matchup. I didn't know where to put – I updated my rankings after every – my UFC rankings uh, specifically after every card. I didn't know what to do with Dan Hooker because I – he was a top 15 lightweight heading into this fight. I don't think it's fair – to the rest of the featherweight division to drop him into the top 15 like automatically at featherweight so that's why for me if if you were um and if you were to rank him at Topuria, i feel like Topuria is so far ahead of him um if you if you're just ranking them at 145. maybe i'm wrong again because like it, it's true you should he was ranked top 15 uh hooker was ranked top 15 at lightweight Topuria was not ranked in our top 15 he was a, a far fighter also receiving a vote uh i think <sighs> I, I settled on a more, probably more conventional choice here at 145. I'm going with Shane Burgos. Uh, I, I have Burgos ranked pretty highly, uh, 13th in my UFC rankings uh, solely. Um, he'd be out of it. He'd probably be out of the rankings if you, you counted, of course, uh, you know, um, AJ McKee and Patricia Pitbull. But that's the right spot for me. I, I think him and Tupor are around the same range, and everything, and everyone above that is either. He doesn't need to fight them, or they're already booked, or in the case again of like a Bryce Mitchell and them, I have plans for them. So I went as high as I could with my rankings and, and just went with Shane Burgos. So, I mean, I thought about that. Like, this is the toughest one for me. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, let's look at Ilya's UFC run. Yusuf Salal, good win, short notice, went in there and beat you. And Yusuf's a tough, a really tough matchup. Damon Jackson, who is hit or miss. Hold on. Be careful with your next. Be careful. And then, yep, there's a blank The fight spot. that never happened. A blank spot. Okay, and then Jai Herbert. You can't tell me that Dan Hooker would be the best win on this resume because it would be. It would be. It would be the best win on his resume. Here's my problem: is I wrote this in my predictions for this this card, Mike. Dan Hooker at featherweight was not that good. I want to simmer on that. But he looked. But but he wasn't bad in this fight. It, it wasn't bad at all. I never, I, I, and I don't mind him coming down to featherweight and saying it was never a weight issue. I believe him. That's fine. But he wasn't a world beater at featherweight. It's not like the featherweight version of, of Dan Hooker was like, looked like a contender. He didn't look like a contender until he moved up to 155. Yeah, he wasn't a world. He wasn't. I mean, he had some nice wins, but he wasn't a world beater at 55. I thought he, he lost seven, the Felder fight. He won seven out of eight fights. That's yeah. really good. He yeah, knocked world out, beater, he knocked, though. He knocked out Gilbert Burns. Yeah. That's legit. But, I mean, that's a guy cutting like 70 pounds, though. Sure, but that's legit. I mean, yeah, Ally it's a good Quintet, win. It's a good Ally win. Alec Quintet fought for the title. Um, his, here's, his work at, here's his work at 145. Uh, his wins. Ian Entwistle. Eh. I mean, that's, like, that's a huge win. At the time, it was okay. I know. Hatsu, Hatsuhiyoki was a big one. That was big. When he beat Dr. Hatsuhiyoki's name still had relevancy, so that's the big one. And his other win at 145 was Mark Adiva, who I think was either out of the, out of the uh, UFC after that or shortly after. He lost to Maximo Blanco, if anyone remembers him. Talented guy, but not a, like a top 30 guy. And Jason Knight. So, and I get it. This is totally different. It, I, I understand. If, if you put the the hooker of today and brought him back in time five years at 145, sure, maybe he smokes all those guys. He smokes Jason Knight. He smokes Blanco. Uh, he has a competitive. He, he lost a year to Yair. No shame in that. But 
for me, he's just I, I think there's still good matchups for him at lightweight. It sucks because he's fought all these guys in the top 10 already. So I understand why he doesn't want to go back there. But I don't know if 145 is any better for him right now. This was the this this um, the matchup for uh, it's funny. We're talking about hooker so much now. The matchup for Taporia was the toughest one. And uh, if we were if we had done a matchup for Hooker, that to me would have been just as, as difficult. Yeah, I mean the problem is Dan Hooker either fights like a guy like Ilya one forty five, or he fights a guy like Armand Sarukiana one fifty five. So either way, it just sucks. I mean he's just in a horrible he's in a horrible spot right now. He's going to fight one of these guys who will more than likely be fighting for a world title in two years. That's probably going to be a five to one favorite over him so yeah tough spot what can you do but i kind of i stand by my pick i'm not happy about it but i I, i'm i'm looking at it from a ufc perspective and i can certainly see the ufc trying to put that fight together so let's go to the wild card round ak let us select one fighter we have not match made for yet it will match make for them right now i have a feeling i know where you're going with this but uh have at it my man i think you i think you think you know but i think i changed it oh Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I went with because I went with uh, Jack Shore. I don't know if you went with Jack Shore. I mean, I have two ready because I knew we okay. were, we were thinking of the two same ready. two guys. So. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, you. I think you thought I was going going to go with uh, Mikhaev. Yep. Um, but I think it's, for me with Mikhaev, it's pretty wide open. I think when you make it's always hard for me to kind of uh, pick guys who one just making the debut and don't have a lot of pre UFC pro experience. Like if it's a guy coming in like a like a, a Yuri Prochka, yeah, I mean you could have you know after his debut, it's very easy to make match uh, uh, match make for him. Uh, Mikhaev is just so it's so 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 new. Uh, I wanted to go in a different direction. Go with the guy again who is the sleeper right now at 135 pounds, Jack Shore. Uh, I believe five and zero after tonight. Uh, really, no one was talking much. Again, he Hunter Azure probably his best win. Yeah, he's beat a bunch of guys who aren't in the UFC anymore. But he's looked good in all these fights. That thing. This is a Hunter Azure was a really good fight. But where do we go? How do we push this guy in one of the deepest divisions? I probably gave him somebody that a lot of our listeners would rather um, give this veteran, this name veteran, to one of the other prospects of 135. And, and they have. They have. This name has come up in a lot of other on the next one episodes. But I haven't broken it out yet. I think the right guy for Jack Shore, and I think he deserves this fight, and this will help him break into the top 15, closer to the top 10, Pedro Munoz. Pedro Munoz. It's time. I think it's time. Munoz on a bit of a losing streak, but of course a guy who has fought such, uh, you know, considerably higher level competition than Jack Shore. I want to know where Jack is. Uh, I'm a believer. I think it's real. I think he is a top 15, top 10 guy. But Pedro Munoz, uh, I think he still has some life left in him too. And if he can hold off Jack Shore, hey, hold on to your spot. Get yourself some more big fights, Pedro. I like the fight. I think the UFC will probably go with the O'Malley-Munoz fight, if we're being honest, because Sean called for it. Now I don't get to read my Jack Shore pick, and that's good, because then I, I, we're, we're trying to stay in a positive frame of mind. I don't want to ruin your night after Casey's big win. I believe I know who you're thinking of, and a lot of listeners threw that out there. Right? Yes, <laughs> and and a lot of listeners said, sorry, AK. Um, I will go with Muhammad Muhayef. I mean, that that dude is, is super legit. I think everyone needed to, to see it. I got to tell you, he did a great job. Everything he did was spot on, including the callout. I love the Tim Elliott callout. I think that's perfect. That's where we're going. So I'm going to steal his thunder, but that's where I would have I put him anyways. Like, I, I, you could shoot this guy as high as you want. 
but I like I don't want to like just rush him into a top five fight right now. Although I think he could do well against the top five right now. Tim Elliott's a good fight. It's a tough fight. And if he goes out there and just rolls Tim Elliott, which nobody does, nobody rolls Tim Elliott. If he just goes out there and starches Tim Elliott, glove grabs or not, that's a huge win. And then you can throw him into with the top five guy. Maybe he could halt the the year of the raw dog. Who knows? But I like the Tim Elliott idea. That works for me. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's a smart move. It's a smart move. And if, if uh, I'm going to say, I hate to sound like Dana White here, but if, uh, if this kid, hey, if this kid, hey, hey, no, <laughs> hey, no respect, this kid, this kid, hey, no respect. Uh, uh, if this, it's, getting, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. If this kid, um, uh, yeah, beats, wants, if he's serious and his his eyes are set solely on on that UFC title, uh, yeah, Tim Elliott's Tim Elliott's the right guy. He's 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 in our rankings. I believe in the UFC rankings. Just a, a guy who's legitimately been holding on to that top fifteen spot for a long time. A lot of people have tried to come and take it, uh, and and uh, they have failed. I think he's only lost to other guys. He had a few people that jumped jumped over him, but he's still hanging in that spot. I do like the Makayev matchup, and if you're Tim Elliott, he's a wild man. Uh, and Tim, if you're if you're if you're listening and you, this matchup happens, uh, cheat. Yeah, cheat your ass off, dude. <laughs> cheat your ass off. Cheat your ass off. Um. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I think we're just going to go right into listener picks, right? Should we just go yeah, right into listener picks? Yeah, there was really no time tonight to put together a check yeah. the tapes. There were some big fights. If there was any, uh, oh, 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 no, we should shout out one big one that all of us, I feel like we're praying for, Carlos Barza and Rose Namajunas. So uh, take this point, people, and spread it around for everyone. We all, we all, we said this on multiple shows after Carlos Barza wins, after Rose Namajunas wins. It's just like, Carlos Barza, Namajunas, Barza 2, Namajunas, Barza 2. It was not a sure thing. It only took two time. years, AK. It only took two years. And finally, finally, it does seem to be official. Fingers crossed, everyone uh, everyone is healthy and that we get this fight because it's, it's a long time coming and it's going to be a good one. And if you're Carlos Sparza, you owe a big thank you to Marina Rodriguez because if Mackenzie Dern had beaten Marina Rodriguez, Carlos Sparza would not be fighting for the title next. Mm-hmm. It's just the way the cookie crumbled pun completely intended all right let's get into this thing jack porter he likes two versus aspinall winner gets title shot arnold allen versus yair we talked about yair ortega being discussed we'll see what happens uh patty versus diego fajeda might seem like a lot but fajeda is on a skid and i think the two styles make for a great fight yeah you know what that's actually not 
bad. If a hit is super dangerous, but if you get him out of that, but if he gets out of that first, if if he can, if Patty can extend CDF, he probably wins that fight. Ah, that's too much. That's, tough fight, that's too much. I don't like that one. That's, that's a big much. risk. That's too much. Molly McCann versus Montserrat Ruiz. I know Ruiz is a straw weight. I think this would be a super gritty slugfest. So maybe uh, Canejo steps up. Sure. Paul Craig versus Dominic Reyes. Nelson versus the Leech. Pavlovich versus Dacus if he lo- after he loses next week. Wow. Deporia versus Ige. Mikhaev versus Ulanbekov. No. You can't do that. You can't throw Mikhaev in there with Ulanbekov. That's No. No, uh, no, no way. Like uh, no, and also, bad. again, guys, Ige, is, Ige has a fight. Come on. I think he's assuming Ige. I do like, I do like the Ige matchup, though. Yeah. I mean, if he's saying Doc is after he loses, I, mean, I, sh- I, I assume he's thinking Ige is going to lose to Avloyev as well. Fine, fine. I'm trying to defend you. We're all in good spirits. Casey Lydon has done this to us. Uh, Brian, <laughs> top of the morning or afternoon, D.A.K.A. Mike. It's actually night. No pick for so Tep- close. So close. <laughs> no pick for Teporia. No idea if he's going back to featherweight or staying at lightweight. Fair. Meatball McCann versus Marina Morose. Again, M and M and M and M's. A lot of M and M's in there. M and M and M's. Uh, Gunnar Nelson, Tim Means. How about that? That's yeah. not that's that's not fine. Patty Pimple versus Alexander Hernandez. I like it. Let's keep the slow roll. No Drew Dobers or those fringe top fifteen guys just yet. If he gets past them, then definitely. He likes Allen versus Cater. Love the call. Definitely need this for five rounds though. Aspinall versus Cyril Gone. Two heavyweights moving like welterweights. Count me in. Yeah. I just don't know if Aspinall wants to wait that long. Cyril Gunn's got to fight somebody, right? And uh, again, we can the, the slow rolling of Tom Aspinall is over. After that dominant performance, it's over. It's, it's really anyone in the top five now is, is fair game. If Cyril can fight this summer, I think that's the fight you should make. But I think sure. Cyril said he was he was going to be out for to like September, October-ish. I just don't know if Aspinall wants to wait that long after a quick, easy fight. Uh, Brandon Nunez, Teporia versus Burgos. You like that. Pavlovich versus Derek Lewis. Patty versus Bahamandes. Don't love that. Nope. Don't love that. Not a fan. Hooker versus Caceres. Oh. Yeah, that's the direction I would have gone in if I if I had match made Hooker. I like that. Allen versus Max Holloway. <laughs> Max is getting the Volkanovski fight, if, assuming he's he's back in a reasonable amount of time. But that 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 is such a mystery as to when he'll be back. We, we, it's yeah. I mean, I don't know. John Ray, Mikhaya versus Sumagulov. Nah. Shore versus Kelleher. No. Love you. No. Shore deserves a top 15 guy. Kelleher's yeah. great. Shore deserves a top 15 guy or something mm-hmm. like very close to that. Uh, Craig versus the loser of Blahovich Rakic, assuming that fight happens. Mm, maybe. Yeah, that, actually, that's that, yeah, that's actually pretty good. Did we skip Craig just because Anthony Smith seems like a super like uh, uh, he's anyway he wasn't on the main card, but uh, did, I'm sorry, did we skip him as a wild card because Anthony Smith makes so much sense? Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, it's just weird picking him because it just you can match him up with anybody, and I'm intrigued by all of it. Put him in a title fight, and I'm intrigued by it. He'll <laughs> probably just get absolutely destroyed, and then get a just well, bust out a triangle hey, in the, with five seconds left in the fight, become the champion. And there's anyone who can handle Teixeira's jujitsu? <laughs> it's friggin' Paul Craig. I don't know if he said this by accident or if he said this before. He referred to his jujitsu as bare jujitsu. I love has he it. Said, has he said that before? Is that not a new thing? He had to, but I love it. Every- I, I, th- I almost think he meant to say bare ju- jujitsu, and then just melded it into one word. But he said it, and I transcribed it, and it's and I'm like, that's perfect. He, I, if he hasn't said that before, I hope he's. I'll Google this just in case. But 
he should make definitely make brand that. I agree. Pavlovich versus the Blades Doc is loser. Uh, Makwan versus Ricardo Hamos. Taporia versus Fajera. If that's eh, if he stays a lightweight, sure. Uh, McCann versus Tabitha Ricci. Ricci's booked against Pollyanna Viana, I believe. May twenty first, something like that. Gunnar Nelson versus Alex Morono, sure. Pimblet versus Leo Santos. That's not bad. That's not bad. Like, obviously, skill-wise, I think Leonardo, Leonardo Santos is a lot better than him. But he's... Uh, I hate to use this term to describe fighters who are hanging around. He's old. He's older. You have to think he's going to drop off at some point, right? Because he's a pretty... It's it's pretty incredible how he's performed at a high level into... His, I think he's 40, 41. Um, you wouldn't be able to tell by looking at him, but... I don't. Yeah, it's Boy, fine. He could he could really beat Patty Pimblet, but then again, there's so many people that we said that could beat Patty Pimblet. That I mean, yeah, he's got to fight somebody again. Like I said, we shouldn't. He's a good fighter. We shouldn't baby him. Uh, Allen versus Zombie. If he loses, Volkov yeah. versus Jarzinho, win or lose. Aspinall versus Derek Lewis. Uh, Dylan. Hey, Mike. Hope you make air well. Best card this year by a long stretch. Here's my picks. Aspinall is for real. He likes Cyril gone. Patty versus Terrence McKinney. Can you imagine how many tickets that fight would sell? I actually don't hate this idea. No, I wish it. I wish Terrence hadn't done the the short notice fight though. Yeah, I actually I don't, don't mind it though if they yeah. went that direction. Uh, Gunny versus Kevin Holland. Um. Yeah, I'm not against it. That's mm. it. That's all I have to say about it. I hadn't even thought about it before, so no. Kinda... I'm, I mean, sure, but I think you probably want Kevin Holland in a different kind of matchup because I'm sure you want to try to build this man up. But again, Kevin Holland's tough to book for because he could just go fight at 85 and then fight at 70 and then fight at 85 and just flip flop. And he could, uh, be, fight, he could be fighting like two weeks from now, for all we know. So, Meatball Molly versus Maria Agapova. Mm. Yeah, nah. I think Molly's I like, so far I like, ahead of her. I like the Moros matchup better. Taporia versus Giga. Ilya should return to featherweight. In my opinion, he's just a bit small for lightweight. Ilya versus Giga is fun, but they're two Georgian fighters. They yes. gotta know. Yeah, I don't know if they're. I don't think they're teammates, but I, I know Giga was very was definitely celebrated his victory tonight. But that doesn't mean that they won't fight each other. Just that, um, yeah, I, I do wonder if there's sort of a an unspoken, not even unspoken, a spoken kind of agreement for now for the Georgian fighters. Like, let's not, you know, let's not take each other out right now. Chris London, uh, Patty versus Rafael Alves. No, no way. You don't want to do that. I look. I looked at the name, and I was trying to remember how. I my admittedly my memory of Rafael Alves is 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 dim. That's the weight uh, miss, he, right? He's is he the guy oh, at the big weight miss? Yeah, I think that, yes. I, he yes because uh, he has unfortunate you know family uh, matters going on at the time. Right. Okay. So that's right. Uh, he's one and one in the UFC. He has the right. Ex- Wait, does he not have a fight book? I thought. I think there was another reason I didn't. I didn't go with Rafael Alves. Now, now I'm struggling to remember. I think he might have a fight. Um, yeah, he's fighting Jared Gordon. Okay, that's why. That's why I didn't go. Yeah, okay, third. that's yeah. You're, you're right. You're right. Because right. that, that actually was one of the names I had thought of. That is one of the, one of the first names I thought of. And then you said, please translate Patty's post-fight speech. Uh, McCann versus JJ Aldrich. Taporia versus Yair. We already talked about that. Gunnar Nelson versus Sean Brady. Come on, Sean Brady deserves. a Chamber, you just beat Michael Chiesa. I mean, we're, we're going to bust him back against an unranked Gunnar Nelson? Come on. Uh, Makwan Amir Khani versus Damon Jackson? Sure, that's a fun fight. Yeah. Uh, Pavlovich versus Ben Rothwell? Mm-hmm. Rothwell's fighting... Who's he fighting? Gus, right? 
Fed yes. Gustafson. Yeah. Yes. Craig versus Anthony Smith. Mahia versus Francisco Figueredo. Nope. We got to go higher than that. Give Jay Cadley the Figueredo fight. I'm fine for, with that. I forgot to read the disclaimer for you, Mike, by the way. People, please pay attention to to, to, to uh, if, if matches book, please. And also, if your pick is doo-doo, come on now. Um, Jack Shore versus Marab Dwellishvili. No, too soon. Or too not soon. I don't know. Like, who, like No one's going to fight Marab, but if they offer Jack Shore Marab, I... That's interesting. No. That's kind of not, interesting. I don't want that right now. All right. Harry Dewaskin. Mahaya versus Malcolm Gordon. Whoa. Gordon is on a fraudulent win streak. So it gives Mahaya a what seeming step up. What does while, that mean? While still giving him time to develop. I pray they don't step him up to Tim Elliott or something. They should absolutely step him up to Tim Elliott or something. They should step him up even higher than that if they want to. This guy is that good, dude. This what guy is, fra- is that good. What is the fraudulent win streak? Because Bondar got injured? Yeah, I guess. He said, like, yeah. I mean, the one before that wasn't freakish, was it? No. Yeah, it was just... No. Stop with the fraudulent. I won't, I won't hear this against my fellow Canadian. <laughs> Come on now. Jack Shore versus Saeed Nurmagomedov, if you want to give him a competitive fight. Or Sunso, if you want to set him up for a fight in the rankings. Sunso is interesting because... I. I, I had heard he's a free agent, but he's still in the rankings. So, I don't know. Maybe the, they haven't, like, officially parted ways yet. So, yeah, could be interesting. Although, I, I don't like that fight for Sunso at all. I was about to say, <laughs> this is so weird. I was about to say, isn't he fighting Ricky Samoa? And I forgot that fight happened three months ago. <laughs> oh, my Lord. And, okay. and, did, and, and did not go well for him. It did not. Paul Craig versus Anthony Smith, why not? Uh, Pavlich versus Jarzina Tabora winner. Heavyweight so mid, so why not give Sergey a step up? Makwan versus Julian Arosa. Battle of the front chokes in the first time in a long time. Julian's fought a wrestler. That's a fun fight. Julian against anybody's fun fight. Taboria versus Zubaira. Tukagov, a featherweight, is going to lose and lose quick if he stays at lightweight. Yeah, maybe. Unless the UFC is crazy enough to book the Patty fight and Taboria will win that one. Uh, Molly and Cam versus Jessica I, which she heals up. There you go, okay. Gunnar yeah. Nelson versus D-Rod. Seems fun as long as D-Rod isn't out for crazy long after the hand injury. I'm curious. I have to check in and see what's going on with him because he was thinking maybe January, February, and we haven't seen anything from him. Uh, Patty Pimble versus Christos Diagos. Christos is a good wrestler and an okay striker. Not a huge step up for Patty, but a winnable tough fight. I don't think that's... He just had a winning streak snapped by... Uh, that was Sarukian who bolted him, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sarukian's got to bolt most that's guys the, at 55. That's the right range, though. That's, that's not right bad. Range. That's not bad. I like it. Uh, Gerard Biagin, Hooker versus Barboza 2, any weight. That's actually... <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. man, I don't know. That first uh, that was is so brutal. brutal. I, I don't know if it goes differently. Pimble versus Matt Frivola. Now, Frivola is, in fact, a free agent. Mm-hmm. But I think the UFC will end up re-signing him after that last fight. That's not bad, though. That's 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 okay. Sure. Gunny versus Jeremiah Wells. I like that fight. That's a good one. Makwan Sungwoo Choi, Pavlovich Sergey Spivak, Paul Craig Tiago Santos, Krylov Kutalaba, Jack Shore Frankie Edgar, <laughs> Timur Valley of David Grant, Mohamed Mahaya versus Rajiro Bontarine. Fast track him to try to be the youngest champ within four or five fights. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with Bontarine. Totally fine with that. 
Hussein, Aspinall to Ivasa. Give the man what he wants. He shined on such a large stage. Let's see Bane Jones fight for interim title and the winner faces it with the winner of Aspinall versus Tied to Ivasa. Yeah. Mm, we'll see. Volkov <laughs> going for an Otno point. I think Volkov Whoa. is still a world-class heavyweight. And he could head back to Bellator to lift their division a little with this presence. Oh. Wow, we're already booting him out of the UFC. Well, Kudo- I do I do I do like he's fought everybody in the UFC already, right? I mean Yeah, kudos to him for fighting while his country and region is still in turmoil and he avoided right. any politics. All right. Patty versus Alves, Jared Gordon winner, keep building him up for giving him to Pori. I have a bad feeling that fight wouldn't end well for the Patty. I think you are not alone on that. Aaron sure. Allen versus Josh Emmett. Dan Hooker to Eagle FC. Love Dan, but not sure what's left for him in the UFC. I mean, I'm sure Dan would like that. Uh, Ilya versus Hernandez. Ilya, he likes Ilya versus Alexander Hernandez, if he stays at 55. Gunny versus Murano. Meatball Molly versus Anthony Shevchenko. Shevchenko is fighting <laughs> Courtney Casey, April 30th. Makwan mm-hmm. versus Alex Caceres. Sure. Paul Craig, Dominic Reyes, Jack Shore, Halion Paiva. If I had any doo-doo picks, I apologize, but still happy to hear y'all's voices on a nice Sunday run. Appreciate that. Stay healthy and safe, gents. P.S. I grew up in Beirut, Lebanon, watching reruns of The Ultimate Fighter, and now I get to experience the UFC live in Columbus soon. Next Saturday. That's so cool. Have fun. Our colleague Damon Meyer will be there, so uh, say hi. Shawnee Versace, first-timer. Shawnee Versace? Shawnee Versace. That's a great name. Hey, Mike, not sure how this on to the next one thing works. This is my first time, but I'm going with Jack Shore versus Ricky Simone. Ilya Taporia versus the winner of Ige versus Avloyev and Gunnar Nelson versus Alex Morono. Love the show. Drew Hilty. Alan Stock went through the roof, running through Hooker like that. Him versus T-City. It's pretty obvious Hooker needs to go back up to 55. Patty versus Taporia. Oh, God. I think Ilya is the more skilled fighter, but Patty will have a pretty big size advantage. Dude, this will be a horrible night for Patty Pimblett, and he knows it. He knows it. That's why he no-sold him, which is exactly what he should have done. Smart move. Terrible fight. It's just not a good fight for him. He Anyone who recommended Pimblet and Toporia, that's doo-doo. All right, guys? You broke the doo-doo rule. You just want to see you want to see grudge matches, and that's cool. Until Patty loses, that fight should be banned from this program. Okay? If Patty loses a fight, then you can do it. I'm cool with it. But until this man loses, No. We, we have to make this guy look good. McCann versus the Gato Tracy Cortez winner. Okay. Shore versus Kyler Phillips could be good, but I think the UFC might give him someone higher up the ladder. Shore versus Phillips is interesting. That's not bad. I think Paul Craig has earned a big fight. Underrated resume. Give me him versus Lionheart. Our Italian fan, Francesco. Alan Holloway. Pimblet versus Ludovic Klein. If he's smart, Taporia. Now it's too much for him. Ludovic, mm, don't love that fight for Patty either. I don't want to see that flappy hair getting cracked by one of Ludovic Klein's head kicks. All right. No, that's a bad fight for him. Nelson Ponzinibbio, too. He likes that. McCann Aldrich. Taporia Hernandez. Another Taporia Hernandez. Wildcards. Craig okay, Reyes. Right. Shore versus Edgar. Sorry, Mike. No, 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 no. Sorry, AK. Hooker versus. T- Gavin Tucker? I don't hate that. Yeah. I, I was saying on the post fight show, Mike, there are still fights for Hooker. We just need to get him away from the top 15, top 20 of lightweight or featherweight. Why? What, like, he, he again, he, he gets paid the same anyway. You don't need, if you're him right now, just give him good, fun fights. Last one Daniel Marcoulis, Shore, Ricky Simone, Sergey versus the GOAT, Andre Orlovsky, Makwan versus Nate Landwehr. I don't want him 145, but if he wants to stay here, Hooker versus Billy Q. That's a fun ass fight. I would watch sure, again. I would yes. watch that fight. Now, 
now we're talking about the right range for a hooker if he if he chooses, chooses to stay at featherweight. Yes, I like that. Alan Yair, meatball versus the winner of Cortez Gato Shore. Patty versus Jim Miller. I don't like it. Like I get, I get it. It's like the veteran thing. I think, I think Jim beats him. I think Jim beats him. Yeah, I think so too. I would pick him in our picks without hesitation. Jim Miller to win that fight. UFC three hundred somewhere down the road. <laughs> and then Taporia versus, in parentheses, an AK voice, Juicy J. God. <laughs> did, did anyone recommend did anyone recommend the juicy j uh pimblet re- rematch no nobody did i'm super, i'm shocked that no one has brought that up yet i just people i just did a robbery review this week about pimblet and arosa okay and i feel like last time when arosa won that there was a few people asking for the uh the pimblet um rematch not not now maybe maybe they feel like pimblet's above it now i don't know and i know arosa's not he's arosa's been fighting a featherweight right Arosa's fighting featherweight, but he's been fighting at 150. He'd go to 155 to fight Pimblet. I'm telling. I've you. already asked about that. He said he'd absolutely fight Patty Pimblet again because yeah. he because everybody like besides maybe Patty and his coaches, and maybe even like a third of his coaching staff probably thought Patty lost that fight and would probably admit that into a live microphone. Julian Arosa beat him. Yeah, like, it's not even cl- like this was this is not a discussion. Julian Arosa that won that fight. He was the better fighter. So bad. yeah, let's just do it again. I'm okay with that. But honestly, I'd pick Julian to win. I would pick Julian to win that fight. That's, that's another reason they why probably no one's mentioning it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, you would think Patty would just call for that one just to end this end the speculation. But yeah, Pat Adam, my best friend. All right, all right. I don't want to keep everyone right here too much longer, guys. So first, I got one email from uh, our pal Casey Carpenter. Uh, I'm going to read a lot of this. They always have, have positive vibes. First, this, it was nice to see uh, DC, Daniel Cormier, back on his MMA podcast this week. Of course, DC uh, family, you know, tragedy recently. Uh, thoughts and prayers to him and his family. I agree. Thoughts and prayers to Scott Hall's family. That's right. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer Scott Hall passed away as well. Uh, very sad. One of the true greats in pro wrestling, of course. Loved, uh, Mike, can explain this to me. I don't remember this. Uh, all the MMA fighting podcasts this week. Loved all the talk about my adopted hometown of Savannah, Georgia. Uh, did Jed talk about, what was this from? We were talking same, yeah, St. Patty's Day. Savannah is okay. like a big spot. And I live, uh, and I live like 15 minutes from Savannah now. All right. Well, Casey says, I want to see Paul Craig versus Smith. Main event, Glasgow. Sure. Elliot versus Wachayev. Let's see what the kids got against the veteran. Shore versus Ricky Simone. That's a popular one. Okay. Meatball Molly versus uh, Jalen Robertson. It would be a rematch, but that fight was a long. I actually don't have a problem with that because, again, that was 2018, I think. Uh, and they're very different now. Uh, Tapuria versus Shane Burgos. See, I'm down with that. Nice seeing Tapuria. They said he was going to fight last July, but I don't think it ever happened. Uh, Patty versus Ricky Glenn when Glenn is healthy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't like that. I, listen, Ricky Glenn fought. Grant Dawson was mm-hmm. like untouchable in the UFC. This guy was yeah. ragdolling everybody. And Ricky Glenn 10-8ed his ass in the third round of that fight mm-hmm. and got a draw out of it. But I think I say it again. I think Patty Pimblett is a is a bit better than we're giving him credit for. I think he could be a top 30 guy, a legitimate top 30 guy in the UFC. He could be though. Like mm-hmm. it's a discussion to be had. Like sure. we don't have the we didn't have this discussion. But I say the same thing about Ricky Glenn. Ricky Glenn, I think, could be a top thirty guy in the UFC. I don't think he is. Yeah, but I mean, like the the way Patty views himself and the way like the barstool sports employees view Patty is uh-huh. like the same way I viewed Armand Sarukian. Like it's the <laughs> okay. two totally different things. Like there is no discussion about Armand Sarukian. Yeah, you knew. I'm the same. 
I knew before he fought Islam Makachev that yeah. this guy was a top 30, 55-er in the world. Like, this is not right. an argument to be had. Yeah. Patty, like you said, like, he might be a top 20 guy. He might be a top 60 guy. Like, yeah. we don't know. We don't I, know. I don't think Ricky Glenn falls into the too far, too difficult for him. Carter. If we're saying that we need to protect him from Ricky Glenn, <laughs> and Ricky Glenn, like you said, is a very good fighter. But if we're saying that we're like we're, we're at the point where like, oh, we have TSO, well, he can't fight Ricky Glenn. Well, then we're really kind of underselling how competitive we think this guy is in the UFC. That's all. Oh. And, and by the way, you can place Ricky Glenn's name with like 20 other people. It's not a shot at Ricky Glenn. There's like 20 other people who I'd say, if you think we had to protect Patty Pimblett from this guy, then what are we even saying about how, like Patty Pimblett? He's not that bad. Um, Arnold Allen versus Bryce Mitchell, main event, winner fights for the title. I know it won't happen. I would love that fight. I know it won't happen. Uh, maybe do the fight in England or Arkansas. Yeah, UFC Arkansas. Let's go. Uh, Dan Hooker versus Felder rematch. I know MMA retirements don't last, and uh, they thought it was the best fight of 2020. So thank you, Casey. And Paul Felder still won that fight, by the way. They want Casey to lay the beat down on uh, mysterious Frank. And once again, another request for my uh, world-famous Dana impression. Uh, Casey, I did it earlier in the show. I won't do it again. <laughs> so uh, you already got your wish. Uh, let's go to Instagram real quick here. Our pal Michael Conifray, uh, who runs the Otno and MMA Fighting's meme page. Guys, please follow that. First of all, I forgot to congratulate him last week. He fought, uh, he did a boxing in his Midwestern Regional Boxing Finals, and he came in second place. So, congratulations, Michael. Thank, well well done, sir. Well done. I, I, he didn't, as I said, don't get KO'd. So, he said he came in second. So, good for him. Uh, Amir Khani versus Charles Jourdain. I just feel this fight would be fireworks, sure. Uh, I think Charles Jourdain might put it on Amir Khani at this point in their careers. But, hey, uh, dad, 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 Amir Khani? I don't know. Is Jourdain booked? I don't think so. Or did he do, what? He was supposed to fight. He he fought. He was supposed to fight. Oh, he's supposed to fight on this card, right? Yes. Against Lerone Murphy? Or next was, week's card? Was it Lerone Murphy he was supposed to fight? Who the hell was it? Oh, he's fighting Lando Venata. Venata, yes. Oh, okay. That's right. No. All right. I still don't mind the pick, but yes. Tapuria might be the fight to make for Jim Miller? Uh, no. God, no. <laughs> McCann versus Aaron Blanchfield. No, Michael. No, no, Michael. No. Um, you don't hate it? I don't love it. I don't know. It depends. Like it. I don't. I don't. I don't dislike it. It, it <laughs> actually might be like a. It actually might be like a good little gritty test for Blanchfield. Like in a in a fun way. It just depends. Like, do you want? It depends on how you want to to view this. Like, do you want to? just shoot Aaron Blanchfield just up the ranks as quickly as possible? Or do you want to like give Aaron Blanchfield like vet experience along the way and kind of slowly build her up? It just depends. If, if, if you're going with the latter, I think Molly's actually a pretty good fight that she could grow from because Molly ain't gonna like stop. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, Dislike it meritocratically, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I mean, Aaron would probably take it. Listen, I've got our pal Tristan Gordet in my mention in our my DMs blowing me up saying Aaron Blanchfield's friggin' ready to fight uh, Valentina tomorrow. So I don't know, I, I, I don't know what to think of Aaron Blanchfield right now, but um, Tristan, leave me alone. Uh <laughs> oh, Tristan Gordet, I forgot about his, but luckily he's already uh, all of his. Tristan, we love you, but all of your picks were were said. Oh, oh, my apologies. I thought you were doo-doo. Oh, no, no, no. Like, Tapori, yeah. Uh, 
at least he got Molly McCann versus the winner of Courtney Casey, Antonina Shevchenko. So that's actually new because he got it correct because there was actually a matchup there. Uh, everything else is already said. So go ahead. Uh, uh, Michael Conifer also says uh, Patty versus Mason Jones at Enfield in Liverpool. And uh, Aspen Oliver's gone is the fight to make right now. All caps. I-D-G-A-F. Make that fight happen. Sure. If Cyril that- Gone is ready to come back soon, that is the fight to make. I just don't. I I thought he, when he was on with Ariel, he said like October. And I think that's just too long. Uh, Muhammad, uh, sorry, Matt Bradbury. Muhammad Mokhayev versus uh, Malcolm Gordon without calling Gordon a fraud. So I appreciate that. Uh <laughs> Elise Reed versus the uh, Nunez versus Hughes. Is it Stella Nunez? I think so, yeah. Versus uh, Sam Hughes? Yes. I didn't just make that up today. Uh, Jack Shore versus Umar. Oh, there you go. People want to see them throw them in there. Why Why would you like <laughs> throw these guys in there together now? I don't uh, know. Let me, let me skip ahead of some of these. Uh, they want to see Makwan Amir Khani versus David Onama. Onama just got, I think, officially got removed off the Columbus card. Uh, it wasn't his fault, right? He lost, like, two opponents, right? He stepped in on short notice to fight somebody, mm-hmm. and then that person pulled out. But on the broadcast, David Onama was listed against TBA. So maybe he I, is going to fight. I think our pal Marcel updated and said he's off, I think. I mean, he Marcel, said that. Marcel Dorf, I think so. Oh, you think he might not? You think he might be incorrect? I don't know. It was just, I just thought it was weird that he was still up there. And then I think, I think one of the Columbus fights fell out maybe in the same division. And he said like, okay, I'll fight him, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Who the hell knows? It's 2022 and David Onama can end up fighting (laughs) some guy at 170 two weeks from now. Who the hell knows? Well, a lot of these were already said, but Matt, your picks as always are noted, sir. Uh, Dad Jackson throwing Aspinall with Pavlovich and somewhere down the road, Pavlovich, he's, he's, he's at least a couple, like, I mean, a tier ahead of Pavlovich now, though I think, I think Pavlovich looks fantastic and it would not surprise me if one more fight from now, we're going like, holy crap, we've got another heavyweight contender. I mean, the guy is, uh, the guy's freaking diesel. Um, there's another gunner versus Kevin Holland. So people are talking about it. Molly versus Macy Barber. I like that, except Macy Barber is fighting Montana de la Rosa. Montana de la Rosa. Okay, but I did. I did. That was one of the ones I thought of for sure. Uh, Ilya Toporia versus Hakim Dawadu. Uh, maybe. Maybe I don't mind. It'd be a fun matchup. Hmm. I mean, sure. Wes Scroggins was okay with Arnold Allen versus Brian Ortega. Like I say, it could happen. I just, I just think it's a little too early. I don't hate it. There's another Patty versus Jim Miller. Boy, people are talking about it. Ilya versus Cub Swanson. Um, I thought about that as well. It's a good veteran name for Cub, but we just kind of fed him to Giga. I don't know if we need to keep doing this for Cub. No, like we have Cub fun fights now. I love the favor idea. He wants to go to 35 yes. and fight Uriah, and Uriah wants it. Sure. Like, what are we waiting for? Alex Caceres, the one for me at 145. I still want to see him fight Alex Caceres. Uh, and then Wes Scroggins says, meatball, straight to a title fight. <laughs> Wes, I like how you're thinking. I like how you're thinking, being adventurous. Uh, okay, don't call me Bob on Instagram. I think that's what he tells me. Don't call him Bob. Or I used to be. Now it's just as he has different. Anyway, he used to be don't call me Bob. I don't have any. Oh, just call me Bob. Excuse me. Uh, I always have to be careful reading this guy's comments. He's quite a character. EKC versus Hamzat. Uh <laughs> Shamayev hasn't faced a real a real fighter. R E E L. What's what what's what's the fish? It's a fishing reference. What happened? is he fishing with Darren Till or something? What's going on? Am I missing this joke? Uh, I don't know. I'm just the the whole Casey versus okay. Shamayev thing is just amazing. Guys, I probably went down with the memes and the chain wrestling we saw last night from Eugene was cray cray. Okay, 
said last night. I guess he thought I was going to, we were going to read this in the morning. Um, second matchup, more of a call out. Mike Heck, Mr. Darn Senor Shucks. What did you do to upset whoever does dishes in the Heck House? Starting dishes, the show, starting dishes when the show goes live every week isn't a coincidence. They're sending you a message, Mike. Has there been dishwashing? Okay. There has been. It drives me fucking crazy. Sorry. <laughs> but it hit. It's, oh, it's okay. chaos. It's chaos in the household Jed's gonna sometimes. Like this. Sorry. Jed's going to like this. And then if you could end my part, uh, read it with a few. <clears throat> oh, E. Casey Lydon. Oh, E. Casey Lydon. Oh, E.K.C. Lydon. My hero. To the teen of the fat of the baddie chant. Uh, there you go. Good, good recommendation, but, but, uh, uh, just calling, but we were trying to figure out uh, how to make that chant work, and that, that's just so obvious. So. Well done. Thank you. Well done. I, very, I like that a lot. All right. Let's wrap up with our Twitter folks here. Uh, of course, I want to start off always with the first timer, Owen, at BWFC Owen, with two N's on Twitter. Long-time listener, first-time sending picks, felt obliged from I'm from the same small town as Aspinall. Cool. What a card. Uh, Asmanal versus Cito Gunn, Allen versus Calvin Cater, Patty versus. <laughs> oh, and I was just saying, oh, I wish I had made. I said I should have told people not to do this. Patty versus Topuria. I'm sorry, guys. I I I, I hate it. No. If if Ilya plans to stay 25, if not, then keep feeding him cans. Nicholas, uh, keep feeding Patty cans. Nicholas Mota. Why not? Yeah, that's another random name I thought of. Gunnar Nelson versus Kiesa. That's I not bad. Like that grappling match. Yeah. Molly versus Maverick. Uh, to Puria, oh, as I saw, okay, sorry. Maquan versus Nate Land. Did that fight not happen, or were they booked to fight each other? Why does it sound so familiar to me? Uh, I think so. That's and Jordan and Murphy were booked to fight each other twice. That's why that one was stuck in my brain. Oh, okay, okay. And then I see last June. Okay, Maquan and uh, Nate Land. Okay, fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind that. Uh, revisiting that. Oh, Pavlovich versus Blades, Dawkins loser. Blades probably not. If Dawkins loses, yeah, yes. I think then you definitely see him get matched up with Pavlovich. So that's that's good thinking there. Craig versus Anthony Smith, Shore versus Ricky Simone, Reed versus Gloria DePaula? Question mark. Oh, and you got. I know it's your first time, man. You got to have confidence. And uh, Mahaya versus a name. We we got to find out where this guy is. Tyson now. <laughs> oh, they changed their pick from Nelson to uh, from from uh, Gunner. Kaiser to Gunner Alex Morano. No, Gunner Kaiser was the way to go, Owen. No, 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 no. You were you were on the right track before. Okay, let me blow through some of these quickly. I'm not going to read them all. Uh, Matthew Felder. Volkov versus Lewis 2. Yeah, actually, it might be about time for that rematch if they if they decide to do that. Another McCann versus Blanchfield. Maybe it's not so crazy. Pavlovich versus Rosenstreich slash to Bur- Are they fighting each other or is this person is this person oaring me? Yeah, they're fighting. They are fighting. Okay, so Rose Dragon Stream to borrow a winner, they mean. Craig versus Ankalaev 2. No, uh, you know, I could see it happening, Mike. I don't. I like what Craig said, though. Hey, I've already beaten him. I've already beaten Jamal Hill. Why should I have to go through the guys, guys again? I kind of agree with that. I agree, um, too. But it was such a close fight. Uh, not even, I'm sorry, it wasn't a close fight. I should say, I'm sorry. It was such a dominant performance by Ankalaev until literally the last second. But again, if you're Craig, I, I don't see why you feel they do that yet, unless you're, you know, it's for the title or something. So uh, thank you, Matthew Felder. Chris Martin, uh, great. You can send in Otno picks before dinner. Speak for yourself. I'm still eating mine. Uh, <laughs> difficult to resist putting a rocket ship on Makhayev after that performance. I'll give him the winner of Odie Osborne, Zaruk Adeshev, and slow play him a little. Wow, that's really slow play him. That's, yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> that's all too slow. Come on now. <laughs> Elise Reed versus uh, Vanessa Demopoulos, sure. 
Uh, Jack Shaw, Ricky Simone. A lot of people like that Jack Shaw, Ricky Simone matchup. Man, maybe. Uh, I love Paul Craig's call of Ant Smith. That's my pick for him. Pavlovich versus Arlovsky. You got to be careful. Arlovsky might beat him. You don't know, you don't know this guy. <laughs> Amir Khani versus Algio. Ooh, Ooh that's super fun. Topuria versus Grant Dawson. A lightweight. <sighs> no. Because he, be he should be back at 45. Okay. Fine. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They like Aspinall and Gon said it's getting increasingly difficult to keep them apart. I don't know if Steve would be interested in Aspinall, even though that matchup, matchup makes a lot of sense from a ranking standpoint. Yeah, he probably doesn't want that one. Barry O'Reilly, fight night over by 10.30 p.m. I'm now very jealous of you and Mike as you get to experience this on a weekly basis. Yeah, Barry, but what about, you know, uh, those of us who like to watch uh, football? I don't, but you got to get a weird hour sometimes. But anyway. Great night of fights, possibly one of the best finites ever. Maybe that's recently biased, but it was a lot of fun. No, I think it's one of the best finites ever. Yeah. Makhayev versus Francisco Figueredo. Elise Reed versus Lupita Godinez. Jack Shore. She's fighting, isn't she? I think she is. See, normally I scream. Keep going, I'll look it up. Okay, please do. Uh, uh, Jack Shore versus Kyler Phillips. A fun fight with Shore showing a lot of improvement in the feet. Phillips showing he's no pushover on the ground. Winner gets a number beside their name. Barry, always very logical. Uh, also calling for Craig uh, and Goliath too. Yeah, I might just be a victim of the numbers game. They might have to do it. Makwani Amrakani versus Sean Woodson. Good test of Woodson's ground game. Yeah, also against know. a well-experienced, respected fighter. Gives Amrakani more confidence. He beats a strong prospect. Toporia versus Brad Riddell. You can't make the pinball fight. Toporia might actually kill him. He's ranked at featherweight, but with his uh, problem with the weight cut, he should stay at 125. How good would a fight with Riddell be? I still think he can make 145 consistently. He actually fought at 135 at one point. Sounds insane. yeah. I think I think he'll be okay. There's the uh, Shavkar Rachmanov uh, for Gunner. Oh, Patty Pimla, another one Leonardo, for uh, Leonardo Santos. Arnold Allen versus Zayir. Uh, Want to see Kate Catter? Uh, oh my God. Want to see Kater versus Ortega? So that leaves Zayir. Make an unofficial mini number one contender tournament with the winners of both fights facing off to see who fights the champ at the time. Give the Volk Tiki Z and the Max stuff to, uh, time to play out. Okay. Big shout out to Casey. His inspiration deserves all praise and credit he is getting for stepping inside the cage. Damn straight. Clearest value is just one thing. They uh, they actually messed me on Friday. Calling my shot. Allen wins tomorrow, then fights Yair. So they did a little futures pick. So that's a double double futures pick. Lupi Godinez is fighting Ariane Carnalosi at uh, UFC 274. Oof, that's a good fight. Uh, okay. Uh, Steven, oh, sorry, Kevin Dwyer. Mahaya versus Alan Nascimento. My put my big fear is they'll push him too quickly, but man, he's only twenty one this good. Yeah, I think we're all kind of like not sure where we're you know best way to go with that. But uh Gunnar Nelson versus Court McGee. Can we have nice things, please? Sure. Uh Aspinall gone is a fight to make. So a lot of I, this looks like that's one of the most popular picks. Steven Brighter coming in with uh some familiar ones here. Pavlovich versus Augusto Sakai. Only one in range, not booked. Maybe it could happen soon. Yeah, and I do think they look at Sakai as a little bit of a, a stepping stone right now. This is a tough one. Gunnar Nelson versus Carlston Harris. Boy, that's a tough fight for Gunnar. And a guy who's well behind him probably in the rankings. I don't know if he wants to do that. He, he just doesn't gain a lot from beating him. Patty Pimlet versus Al Ayokinta. Hear me out. Al did retire, but then hinted he still wants to fight. This is a big name. Can kind of put Patty over. Al can see this as a winnable fight because Patty's hittable. This could also be a co-main event easy, a stretch main event even. I agree. Yeah. I, I like it. Assuming he's not retired. Who knows? Uh, Arnold versus Cater. And then Aspinall versus Blades if he beats Dacus. Next logical step. Aspinall is special. 
He'll be champ by the end of 23. Thomas Collins. Firstly, I'm glad Brits delivered what was an excellent card. Secondly, more cards this kind of time would be great for us Brits. You know what? As we're Thomas, I think you will see more uh, European time cards uh, soon. So Jack Shore versus Pedro Munoz. Thank you. I like that. Uh, Sergei Pavlovich versus Tabura Rosenstreak winner. Tabura versus Edson Barbosa. I'm assuming Ilya goes back to featherweight. So have him master accordingly. I think Edson would be an ideal test for him. Hopefully we get a good striking battle between the two. Also that no one suggests Ilya versus Giga given they're both from Georgia. Unlikely to fight each other given the limited number of Georgian fighters in the roster. I agree. I think that fight could happen someday. But, you know, just, just a Georgian gentleman agreement not to do it. Chris at Dragon Slayer 2, Gunnar Nelson versus Alex Morano. That was a really popular one, eh? Uh, Liam Perry. I guess I've got a few left here. Liam Perry. <laughs> uh, I saw a man die in live TV. What a knockout. Tapori versus Burgos and uh, Jai Herbert versus Fares Zium. Tapori isn't getting Pimblet, Pimblet as big as Pimblet is. Uh, they're worlds apart ranking-wise one day, but not this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cars and Crow, what'd they say? What else? Aspinall is the real mother-effing deal. The mess of heavyweight isn't any better. This just gives me more of a headache. Uh, they settled on Aspinall versus Blades Dockers winner. Sure. Okay. Sorry, guys. I don't want to just kind of blow through some of these. Marcus McGahee, the, the midday bangers and mash edition, a.k.a. the meatball molly whopping edition. How do you feel about Mike Patty versus Joe Selecki? That is interesting. That's, an, uh, that's interesting. Molly McCann versus... Oh, go ahead. No, I'm still pondering. It's not okay. bad. It's not okay. bad. Molly McCann versus J.G. Aldrich. I love that. The only thing is, like I said, I think McCann deserves top 15. Aldrich isn't there yet, but I do love that matchup a lot, actually. J.G.'s won three in a row, hasn't she? It's not my top 15. Uh, <laughs> because she lost. She got she got smoked by Macy Barber. Macy she, Barber's not, it's not my top 15 either. Yeah, I know. But that was a long time ago. MMA math. You know I used that MMA math. That MMA she math cracked time. Macy. She hurt Macy, too. Sure she did. I liked J.J. Aldridge, but she lost that fight. She shouldn't have lost. That was a very winnable fight. Craig versus uh, Tiago Santos. Uh, yep. All right, all right. Do I move on? Jump over jump right here. I like that fight. All right, all right. I got some other non. Okay. Hayes Bethard. Uh, Aspinall. I like Tui Vascala. Not sure the fight happens, if that's the right match of the division. Go with Derek Lewis, unfortunately, knowing this type of fight Lewis will have a rough time with. Yeah, I might have a rough time with it for like three, but that could be this could be the thing we're looking at for Aspinall is can he go longer? Imagine that's a fight night main event. I don't know. I want to see how he goes in the fourth or fifth with Derek Lewis. Or he could finish him early, but I do think that there could be some Derek Derek Lewis weirdness in that fight. Uh Pimblet, Cowboy Lozon winner. Yeah, it seems to be uh seems to be one people are considering. Um Jack Shore, hopefully he'll have a number next to his name come Monday. He might, pretty deep division. And then they like, uh, <laughs> if I thought suggesting someone with the last name, Nomagomeda, would get me the point, I'd do it, but I'll go with uh, Saeed to be more specific <laughs> and to show that I can tell them apart. Thank you, Hayes. I know, and I know you could. Four Corner Sports, uh, Aspen Oliver's Curtis Blades, if he beats Dawkins. Uh Arnold Allen, Josh Emmett. Yes, that's the right range. Again, I want Emmett for Bryce Mitchell, but fair enough. Patty versus Eric Gonzalez. I think he got... Did he, he must have gotten released. Eric Gonzalez? He's only had one fight. He just fought uh, Jim Miller, right? Yeah, he was supposed to fight Devontae Smith, and then got he had the injured foot, then oh, he had like, a bunch of stitches. Oh, uh, okay, okay. That's why I thought he got released. Okay. Uh, sure. Again, hey, that's the range we're talking here, guys. Uh, Maquan versus Erosa, and uh, they're down with Mahayev versus Tim Elliott. Okay. Uh, they said, ideally, would love to have Patty fight Clay Guida. Clay has a scheduled fight. But if the UFC can make Patty a fan favorite versus another fan favorite in Clay Guida, that would scream fireworks. That's also the right range for him, frankly. And a fighter I think he could beat. Uh, just three more, uh, a few more here. Terrence Leverett. 
I want Grasso versus McCann, win or lose. I agree. That that to me, if Grasso wasn't booked, I would love to see Alexa Grasso versus Molly McCann. So Terrence, I'm with you on that one for sure. Um, Dustin Gedko, Ilya versus Billy Q, Gunner versus Griffin, Neil Magny, loser. Molly McCann versus Jessica Rose Clark. Uh, I think she, I like the fight a lot. I just think Molly's a bit further ahead of her in the rankings. Uh, Sean Haywoods, last two here. <laughs> um, Reed versus Carolina Kovalkova. Uh, Carolina has to. Is she still technically? She's still on the roster. I'm pretty sure. She's still on the roster. Five straight losses. Wow. Uh, a sellable fight. I don't know. If, I don't know if I love it, but sure. Um, Toporia versus Dan Yeah, Toporia versus Dan Hooker. McCann versus Cjar Eubanks. I don't love the matchup on paper. Rankings-wise, yes, it makes sense. I don't love the matchup on paper. Uh, I like this one. Gunnar Nelson. Gunnar Nelson. Gunnar Nelson. Gunnar Nelson versus Jake Matthews. We're almost done, guys. And he said, screw it. I was thinking about beating Patty and slow playing it, but I've changed my mind. Give him Terrence McKinney. And just making it in uh, while we're recording the show, Dax at Pike Putt. Uh, tell Mike. Oh, here we go. Oh. oh, this was, I'm sorry, this was sent to me, wait, this was sent to me yesterday? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Hooker versus Tony if he loses to Chandler. Oh. I keep saying to give Hooker easier fights, but I would love to see that fight. Let me ask you this real quick. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What about Patty versus Tony if Tony loses to Chandler? I'm so down for it. I'm so, I think Tony, honestly, I haven't given up on him. I know people think he's just shot. I think he would F Patty Pimlet up, but there's enough, enough doubt there that you could certainly make that fight. And, and Tony Ferguson, he would sell the hell out of it. And his stock wouldn't take a tremendous hit losing to Tony Ferguson, no, I don't think. Not at all, not at all, not at all. I would hope not. Uh, Tupuri versus Caceres, because Tupuri wanted to go back to 45, gets a fringe top 15 test to make sure he's good. Uh, Phillips versus Shore, Makaya versus Tim Elliott, and this good but terribly shallow flyweight division. Why not? Tim Elliott, he's taken on worse competition with his ranking. Oh, Tim would be... All in on a Makayev matchup. He has no, he would have no problem with that. Hundred percent. Also, tell Mike how right he's been about uh, Tapuria. He murdered Jai Herbert of a weight class, beat, uh, 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 redacted, redacted, redacted uh, in the first round, and then uh, beat the brakes off a sleeper top twenty-five featherweight in Damon Jack. Yeah, uh, Tapuria is for real. Look, we had a lot of takeaways from this card, Mike, uh, but Tapuria being real, whether one fifty-five or one forty-five, definitely one of them. But uh, thank you, guys. Gee, uh, man, I, I can't believe we got so many submissions, even with the sort of like weird schedule we had today. But we might have got more. We might have got more. I know because we kind of put the call out, right? Created that urgency. Uh, at Alexander K. Lee on Twitter, at Alexander K. K. Lee on Instagram. And uh, my my DMs are open and Alex.Lee at SBNation on uh, uh, SBNation.com. M underscore heck JR. That's where you do it for me. So we're done. UFC London in the books. Poor UFC Columbus has to try to follow that up. Um, Curtis Blades versus Chris Dawkins, the main event. Joanne Wood versus Alexa Grasso, the co-main event. Askar Askarov, Kaikar France, big one at 125. Huge, Very huge. big fight. Maybe the most under-the-radar fight of 2022 going down on that card. Matt Brown, Brian Barbarina, Alexio Linick, Alir Latifi, Sarah McMahon is back against Carol Hossa, David Dvorak, Mateus Nicolau. Great fight at 125. Another good one there. Neil Magny, Max Griffin, Mark Jacasey versus Vyacheslav Borshev. That's a freaking banger. Forgot about that <laughs> one. Luis Saldana versus Bruno Souza. Dana Batskari versus Chris Gutierrez. Fun fight. Spoke with Dana Batskari. You'll see that uh, that write up on MMA Fighting if you haven't heard it on We Got Next. Jennifer Maya, Manon Fioro. 
Scott McCrae, Scott McCrae, this is your moment, Matt. The, the number one Manafioro fan I know, <laughs> Scott. This is your moment. If she top, t- she's top ten. She wins this fight. She's top ten. And Ali Askob Kizriev takes on newcomer Dennis Tiulian, uh, who will be making his UFC. How did you know how to pronounce that? Uh, I remember Dennis Tiulian. And I freaking blew it. You had, I, I made you think about it, but you definitely looked. I mean, I don't know if you nailed it, but I was looking at it and like you said, I'm like, yeah, that looks like he said it right. Yeah, I is think he, I'm correct. I thought I was. What's what's he, what was he contender series? What? No, he's uh he, he I mean he's a short notice kind of outright signing. Okay. I'm I I maybe I don't think I've read about on Misfits before. I'm not familiar. I don't think I'm familiar. UAE Warriors M1 guy. Yeah, good. I'm looking now. Good promotions, Brave. Yeah. Yeah, he just he's sure. at a he's at Extreme Couture, so just kind of right place, right time in the states. Get yourself some fun uh, okay. in a fight. So, Damon Martin will be in the house for that card. Yes. How many? How many fights on this card? Thirteen. Could lose one or two for being honest, yeah. but uh, yeah. And then we get a week, a rare week off. What? And then we get UFC two seventy three, the best pay per view of the year by far, uh, coming up in two weeks as well. So this is the go home show for that card, and then we get a little reprieve, and then we get that pay per view. So. Thanks for listening, you crazy people. We might be crazy in all of you. Congrats again to the number one pound-for-pound fighter in MMA Fighting's global ranking come April, E. Casey Lydon. He's tweeted a message, by the way. He has tweeted, there was a message on his uh, Twitter. He has tweeted, uh, so people watch that video. Yes, watch the video. And join us next week right here and on to the next one, the podcast. Always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We'll have more fun right here and on to the next one. Good night, everybody. listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.